Welcome to series two of the Highland Good Food podcast. I'm Emma Whittam and I'm absolutely delighted to be back and super excited to be able to connect you all to some amazing people here in the Highlands. The theme of this series is stories. Stories from innovative, passionate people who are doing their bit to drive forward a sustainable food system. The whole series is going to be dedicated to sharing Highland passion for good food and drink. To kick off the series, we're going to hear from David from the Highland Food and Drink Innovation Network. And this is a relatively new initiative that has been set up to support the Highland food sector to innovate and collaborate and grow. In the Highlands, we're blessed with fantastic provenance and so many high quality food and drink products grown and manufactured here. And it's been great to work with so many entrepreneurial businesses of all sizes and take part in initiatives like the Highland Good Food Conversation, celebrating the diversity of the food and drink offering across the region and also the central role that food and drink plays in terms of our communities, who and what is Highland Food and Drink Innovation Network. It's a two-year initiative designed to support food and drink producers and manufacturers across the region to innovate, collaborate and grow. Simple as that. We're a small team, but when the network first started up, we made a point of getting out around the region to find out what would help food and drink businesses successfully innovate and where could the network add most value for these businesses. Most importantly, we wanted the network to be driven by the businesses themselves and what would help them and encourage collaboration and businesses to work together and grow. It's fair to say 2020 wasn't the easiest time to launch the network, but like everyone, we have had to adapt. And in many ways, it's been amazing to see how the food and drink businesses have responded in terms of being at the heart of the community response to COVID-19 and the determination of so many growers and entrepreneurs across the region to keep their business going and to find new ways to reach their customers and new markets. We also designed a digital routes to market course and one-to-one support to help businesses develop their online presence and their use of social media to reach new and existing customers during lockdown. And we also introduced a whole range of different small high value producers to the new online marketplaces that sprung up. A number of the project areas where we've been working with businesses also echo a number of the themes that came up through the Highland Good Food conversation. For example, Highland is seen as having a unique opportunity in the food and health marketplace, given both the nutritional value of all our products and the ingredients from the sea and the land. And we're working with a group of businesses from the bakery, the confectionery and other food and drink sectors around this whole agenda, including also reformulating some products and making them healthier. Food waste minimisation, less packaging, and the adoption of circular economy principles have also been a strong driver for many of the businesses we've been working with. And we're working with High and Zero Waste Scotland to develop a series of workshops for food and drink companies around packaging and around making sure that they adopt and have the opportunity to action circular economy principles. For these and the other services we offer, we would encourage food and drink businesses across Highland region to get in touch and to look out for our upcoming events and get involved with the network. And if we can help, if you are considering innovating, whether a new product, a new market, or even just a new idea, or perhaps applying or looking at the opportunity to apply a new technology, or simply just wanting to connect, collaborate, 
and talk to other Highland food and drink businesses. We're here to help and to make those connections. Another important aspect of the network's role is making sure Highland companies don't miss out on new technology developments for the sector or learning from other sectors. So we also help link companies to the support and guidance or expertise they need to support their innovation, both locally in terms of accessing interface and the universities, UHI, Highland and Island Enterprises Innovate Your Business programme, but also to link into the National Manufacturing Institute of Scotland and the other innovation centres across Scotland and the UK in terms of the new manufacturing technologies and skills that companies may want to be aware of or make use of in terms of now or in the future. Finally, just a short update on plans for the Food and Drink Tech Hub in Highland, which is also part of the Northern Innovation Hub work we've been involved in. We worked with around 50 food and drink businesses across the Highland region towards the end of 2020 to ensure that the plans for the tech hub remain industry-led and genuinely meet the needs of businesses, whatever size. There was a lot of consistency across the responses from the companies and the company views will help shape the planning for the centre due to open in 2022 physically, but also the intention to keep companies involved in this and launch some of the early services towards the end of this year. For any physical centre, companies were keen to see development kitchens, research and development space, opportunities to collaborate, and also to actually look at incubation units and space that they could work with. In terms of the services, companies wanted help with new product development, easier access to food technologists, and also to low-carbon, sustainable manufacturing and packaging solutions. There was a lot of interest in the Tech Hub becoming a centre of expertise and advice for companies in key areas that offered particular opportunities for Highland Region. Ultimately, the Tech Hub will be there to help food and drink entrepreneurs and innovators create, learn and collaborate. So, there's a lot going on in the innovation space and we're delighted to have this opportunity to update you and to contribute to the Highland Good Food podcast series. You can contact us through Emma and the team, and our contact details are up on the Highland Good Food Partnership website. And we're very much looking forward to hearing all the great examples of innovation and entrepreneurship already going on across the food and drink sector in Highlands. Many thanks for listening, and look forward to hearing all the great stories. The Highland food sector is just buzzing just now with innovation and creativity. And I'm delighted to share three fabulous different stories with you in this first episode. First up is Anya, she's originally from the Netherlands, who has created the vibrant Great Glen Charcuterie, adding value to our local treasure, wild venison, through experimenting with some European favourites, including salami, pepperoni and chorizo. We moved from the Netherlands in 2000 when we came to Scotland. So we arrived in Spinbridge and Jan Jacob started working on this small country estate. And part of the job was the Valdee management. Around that time, the price of venison was very low. So that was in 2000. It wasn't really mainstream as it is now. So the, the gamekeepers got, you know, quite a low price for it. So Jan Jacob always, you know, comes up with new ideas and always sees opportunities. So he thought, 
I need to add value to this product so we can extend the shelf life and then we can sell it direct and uh, further afield. So that's really how, how everything started. So he started um, developing recipes, just experimenting, smoking first, you know, build a wooden box in the garden and started smoking. But then one of the things he really liked to make was a dried sausage. So he remembered when he was young, he was always sent on Saturday morning to go to the butcher and he loved the dried sausage. He always would get a little sample to try. So that was sort of stuck in his mind and he thought, you know, it's nice to make something like that uh, with wild venison. But because venison is so lean, it was quite a challenge. But he really wanted to make a pure venison product. So, yeah, started experimenting and then made a venison salami, which, you know, people really loved. So lots of trial and error. So then after a couple of years, you know, experimenting in 2003, we decided to um, set up a proper business and start selling the charcuterie across the country. So by that time, we had developed venison salamis, venison chorizo, smoked venison, pepperoni, venison brazola. So all made with locally sourced wild venison. Uh, but we also, over the years, developed some products with added pork. So we work with a pork farm just north of Inverness and we get a pork uh, from there. So it's, it's a real Highland product uh, we make. Around that time, 2003, it was quite novel. It was quite different, you know, to make charcuterie in the UK. It wasn't really done. So for a lot of people, it wasn't like a category. You've got now British charcuterie is something like, like Scottish cheese and Scottish charcuterie now has become something customers are looking for. But that time, that wasn't really. So people were eating salami from the supermarkets and then, you know, making a venison salami for a lot of people. They were not really eating venison, so venison salami was a step too far. So we had to do a lot to carve out a market. But we soon found customers all across the UK. Actually, the first couple of years, we were selling more down to England than we were selling locally. So our venison salami is still our most popular product. We only sell our products to independent retailers. We are not in supermarkets, so that's quite a a choice for us to really to support the independent trade. So footholds, farm shops, delicatessen. But over the years, food service has really grown and it has really been exciting to see the last couple of years, especially in the Highlands, people are more, chefs are more looking to source locally. For us, it's really important to work with a local wild venison. It's such a sustainable meat source. We have to manage the wild population. You know, there are no natural predators left. So that has to be done by man. So we work with local estates in the area and they sort of manage the population on, on their ground. So it's, it's a fantastic meat. You know, the deer, they roam the hills, they eat grass, heather, I think it's, you know, one of the most sustainable meat sources. We are at the moment um, hoping to build new premises. So that's, that's you know, a very exciting development for us. 
it's such a hands-on process making charcuterie um, we have to check you know the smokers the drying chambers sometimes a couple of times a day so having premises closer to our home will be uh, really good we had really hoped to start building last year but then with the pandemic suddenly when we lost you know most of our customers overnight in March that was quite sort of scary and and the whole year has been quite different and um, we had um, you know made a plan a business plan how we were going to do this and um, we really had to go back to the drawing board and uh, write a new business plan but then <laughs> the last year had been so unpredictable so you know how do you project you know what you're going to sell and make in the next year the last year has been quite quite different so we were supplying half food service half retail service but a lot of our retail business was were connected with the tourism industry so that's why we lost so many customers when we had our first lockdown but then our online sales just rocketed which was amazing you know we were very thankful because we had chillers full of charcuterie we were expecting a big increase in customers. We had lots of new accounts signed up with us. So we were all ready, you know, for a busy Easter. And then suddenly all those orders were cancelled. So then be able to sell the charcuterie direct um, was really lifesaver for us. And I think one of the things, it's already started before. The customers were looking really to connect with who's making their food. So that I think accelerated by the pandemic. You know, the supply chains in the supermarkets were not working, you know, there were empty shelves. But if you knew a producer, if you knew a farmer who was producing food, if you would go direct, you know, they, they had plenty of stock. So that's been, I think, a very positive development. And I really hope that will continue. And visitors, you know, to the highlands, they are looking, you know, if you if you come to the highlands, you want to eat local food. You know, if I go abroad, you know, I want to eat the local uh, products there. And it's nice to know where they made and who made them. So I think that's a really good development in the highlands. So there are more local producers. There is more food grown locally. So we really need to utilize that. But... Uh, what I really hope, you know, that local food will be available for really of the wider community, not only the people who can afford it, because sometimes it is more expensive. I think there's also more education needed because it is cheaper to buy a good quality piece of meat, you know, a bit of brisket. And, and if you know how to cook it, it goes a long way. And at the end, it's cheaper than ready-made food, but it's more skills. So I think people need to have more sort of cooking skills. And that's, you know, that's all starts probably in schools. And I've seen it with my local primary school, the children, they've been cooking and, and, and making things. So so I think that's really the way forward. So people start cooking more and, and buying ingredients rather than ready-made meals. And, and hopefully it's more achievable than for everyone to eat local products. Now we'll hear from Sam from the award-winning Cairngorm Brewery. 
Sam's passion for the Highlands and people just oozes out and I absolutely love her emphasis of the importance of working together and of supporting each other. And this same message is coming through loud and clear through all areas of the food sector in the Highlands, making it a real priority for us at the Highland Good Food Partnership. The past 12 months for me have been a period of reflection and evoked a strong sense of passion for and a feeling of protection for the Highlands that's been in my subconscious for about the last 35 years of living and working here. I was born in Yorkshire and grew up in a small village near Burton-on-Trent in Staffordshire, surrounded by farms. The memory stayed with me. After leaving college and working in Birmingham for three years, with a keen interest in skiing, I moved to Aviemore for what I thought was just a year out and I never moved back. I now live in Botergott and with my two teenage children. I worked for Rothemokers Estate for nine years. For the latter three years of my time with them, I was commercial manager of the estate with responsibility for all commercial activities within the estate as well as managing work programmes with Scottish Natural Heritage and Forestry Commission. I lived on the estate and enjoyed every minute of it. Not only did I gain experience of how important visitor management was in such a special place, but also how important the community was and still is in the Highlands. In 2000, I was approached by Martin Riley to join Aviemore Brewery. In 2001, we formed Cairngorm Brewery with a newly defined corporate image and new branding for the strongest beers from both Aviemore and Tom and Tao Brewery. In 2003, the Cairngorms National Park was formed and this was a game changer for recognition as to how valuable this part of the world was globally. Our mission at the brewery was to produce a quality range of beers that were varied enough to suit all palates. In 2009, we won UK Supreme Champion with our stout Black Gold. This was a great achievement for a small brewery from the Highlands to be recognised as best in the country. In 2012, with support from HIE, we embarked on a major expansion at the brewery, resulting in our own bottling and packaging plant, new warehouse and offices. This also allowed us to have the capacity to help with the packaging service for other smaller breweries in the Highlands to package their beers in either bottles or kegs. My role at Cairngorm Brewery is to ensure that everything keeps improving and most importantly to provide encouragement and motivation to all employees. It is about employing local people first and developing them to have careers not just jobs. This is my why, developing a business that provides careers for local people. The underpinning objectives come from the heart of the organisation, the staff. By offering employment to people living locally, we can't fail to make it rub off on future employees, but also visitors to the brewery and the community. I have what cannot be bottled, and that's passion. Passion for Cairngorm Brewery and this area, and showing what can be done by having a commitment to producing a quality product. I'm proud of my team who have made, in my opinion, Cairngorm Brewery a flagship business for the Highlands. In 2014, we had the opportunity to take on the Winking Owl in Aviemore, which is a public house that was an iconic establishment run by the McConaughey family as the place to go back in the 70s and 80s. And we wanted to bring it back to its former glory. The challenge has been to find the local producers. And this is why I wanted to be part of the Highland Good Food conversation. This is what drives me. Through working with other food and drink producers in the Highlands, I know how difficult it can be to get your products out there. And it's important to help each other, provide solutions for each other so that we can all grow together. I'm passionate about showcasing Highland produce, as I see that what is produced in this most beautiful part of the world is the jewel in the crown of Scottish produce. 
During the past 12 months, we've seen a change in consumer purchasing and they want and have supported their local producers and long may this continue. The Highland Good Food conversation is just the start of the journey for us all and I'm glad to be part of it and want to help new and emerging businesses to develop. I'm always happy to talk and share my experiences with others and at 57, this is my give back for being part of this amazing community. We need to look after each other and ensure we can survive. Food tourism is a huge opportunity that has gathered pace recently and post-Covid I feel the Highlands is perceived as one of the safest places in the UK and by working together we can ensure that the Highlands is ready to receive visitors, promote responsible behaviour and showcase the great produce that we have on offer. Not only when they visit us but also to find routes to market for them to enjoy our food and drink when they return home. Nurturing young people is key to the sustainability. Passion can be infectious and therefore to lead by example is how it works at Cairngorm Brewery. It's also important to inspire the parents of young people to see the value of the food and drink industry as a career choice. Yvonne Crook from Good Highland Food and I recently set up Highland Tourism as a community interest company, a new way of thinking that allows networking and collaboration with others who share the same passion and drive for change. Food tourism is a huge opportunity and within Highland Tourism, we will provide a business-to-business platform for establishments to know where to find local producers of food and drink. This is one of the initiatives that we are keen to develop with the Highland Good Food movement. As custodians of this land, we owe it to future generations and visitors to the Highlands to keep it safe. It is about working together as the Highlands to look after us all not just in the short term, but for generations to come. And now we're going to head up to Wick to hear from Keith at Shore. And he's going to tell us all about the marvels of seaweed. At Shore, we hand harvest seaweed around Wick on the north and east coast of Scotland. As a company, we then supply that seaweed to wholesalers and food manufacturers around the country as well as using it ourselves as a hero ingredient in our shore-branded range of foods and snacks. Our vision is for seaweed to become a leading sustainable food of the future, one that's kind to the planet, beneficial to our rural communities, and one that provides a unique source of plant-based nutrition. So as a company, we're driven by two key values. One is how we sustainably feed an ever-growing population who are increasingly moving towards a plant-based diet. Secondly, it's how we support a more nutrient-rich diet as people look to eat healthier over time. In terms of being a sustainable food, seaweed is an amazingly unique position. It's a naturally regenerative plant that doesn't require any inputs, feeds, fertilizers or fresh water to make it grow, therefore making it totally sustainable. The cool, clean waters on the north and east coast of Scotland provide the perfect environment for nutrient-dense seaweed to grow. As a source of nutrition, seaweed is almost unrivaled in what it offers. It's one of the most nutrient-dense plants on the planet, packed full of vital minerals such as iodine, full of antioxidants, prebiotic fibre, and is even a plant-based source of protein. The story of our seaweed starts in the rocky outcrops around Caithness, where a dedicated team of harvesters are out come rain or shine. All our seaweed is harvested under licence, either by the Crown Estate or by a local landlord. Our harvesters hand-cut seaweed in peak season. This gives us the best product, but also allows for the plants to regrow for the following season, 
making the process fully sustainable. The seaweed's then taken back to our factory in Wick, where it's washed, cleaned and allowed to dry naturally. So here we have this food source that ticks so many of today's boxes. It's fully sustainable, it's nutritious, it's healthy and it's scalable thanks to our operations. So our key challenge became how we encourage more people to incorporate it into their diets. While people might not think of great flavour when they think of seaweed immediately, one of the key secrets that seaweed has is umami flavour. This is known as the fifth flavour and loosely translated means yum. So it became our job to incorporate this umami flavour from seaweed into our shore brand. Also, we wanted to make sure that we used our seaweed in products that were a mainstream format that consumers clearly understood they knew how to use. As we found from our research that one of the key barriers to seaweed is consumers didn't have a great understanding of how to incorporate it into their cooking. It took a lot of recipe work in our kitchen and a lot of trial and error before we got to recipes we were happy with. But in mid-2020, we launched our current range of Shore products. So today, Shore has a great range of better-for-you delicious snacks. Perfect for a country of snack lovers to have their first introduction to seaweed. And also a range of vegan pestos, which are perfect in pasta, but also great sandwich spreads or on top of pizzas, or even with seafood. So we're really proud today that our Shore brand is available in farm shops, delis and garden centres around the country. We're also incredibly proud that our brands made it onto the shelves of two leading supermarkets in Scotland. And I think it's a great achievement for a seaweed brand to have made it into the mainstream to get onto supermarket shelves. And the reaction from what we had from consumers has been fantastic and very encouraging that we can continue to grow the brand in the upcoming years. We've always said at Shore that our measure of success would be when seaweed makes its way into the lunch boxes, dinner plates and cafes around the country. And we feel we've made the first step to getting there. I hope you've enjoyed a little flavour of Highland innovation and passion. We'll be back next month with more stories celebrating Highland food and drink. A big thank you to Rachel Butterworth, who works behind the scenes to put our podcast together and to our funders, Transition Black Isle, The Pebble Trust and Sustainable Food Places. So to make sure that you don't miss out on an episode, remember to subscribe for all Highland Good Food updates on our website, highlandgoodfood.scot. You can also follow us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram.